The Bible urges us to be thankful in many passages. And in church, we're often reminded of the importance of always giving thanks. Being thankful cultivates so much good in our lives as believers. But is there a potential snare in being thankful? And if so, what could this possibly be? Stay tuned to find out. Are you ready? Let's dig deeper. Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, hosted by certified coaches Elizabeth and Sebastian Richard. Elizabeth is a Christian life and leadership coach, branding consultant, and busy mompreneur. Sebastian is a Christian speaker, Bible teacher, author, and leadership expert. Together, they help today's committed believers to dig deeper in their knowledge and walk with God in order for them to grow and climb higher in life and leadership. If you want to dig even deeper, make sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com for more free resources and content. Welcome to another episode of the Thriving on Purpose podcast. This weekend, it's Thanksgiving weekend here in Canada. And while we were preparing our content for the podcast this week, we obviously were talking about being grateful, thankfulness, and really trying to find a different way to bring this topic to you. Now, we know that some of you are in in the United States and you're going to celebrate Thanksgiving only on the 28th of November this year. But I really think that this is um, a really new twist, something that you really haven't heard mostly in churches. Um, We're taught, you know, a lot about how to be thankful in church. And I really think that the spin on this is going to add a lot of value to you. I encourage you to share it to other believers, because I know that this is really going to have a good impact in their lives. Absolutely. Uh, we believe that we're bringing a, a, a new angle uh, to being thankful, not necessarily being thankful, but uh, to what might become if that's all we do. Uh, so that's why we titled it, Always Be Thankful, But Never Be Satisfied. Of course, we're going to start with the first part, being thankful. The Bible tells us that in everything we should give thanks. In First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 34, we read, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. And in the New Testament, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, we read, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So being thankful is not optional for kingdom expanders such as yourselves. Being thankful is part of the breathing process. For the believer. And here's what I mean. Praise inhales. Prayer exhales. Praise inhales. Prayer exhales. Inhale, exhale. Inhale, exhale. That's, it's kind of like part of your breathing process as a believer. Furthermore, being thankful for small mercies is the fuel of more blessings in our lives. 
Let me explain that. For those of you who have kids, what do you feel like doing when they are very thankful for everything you do for them? And, and, and of course, I know that's a rare thing. Uh, I mean, we have kids and yes, sometimes they are thankful and we appreciate that and we love it. But if you guys have kids that are always thankful, that's really amazing. And I'm sure, like for example, if you get kids that say, uh, thanks mom for this wonderful meal. Thanks dad for buying me new shoes. Thanks mom for changing my bed sheets. Thanks dad for bringing me to soccer practice today. When our kids are thankful, it makes us want to bless them even more. And God is no different. We are made in His image after all, so that also reflects in our parenting. Thanksgiving to God brings you not only closer to your Heavenly Father, but it opens up His heart to pour out more in your life. But aside from the spiritual benefits of Thanksgiving, which I'm sure all of you are familiar with, there are some direct life benefits as well. In the magazine Psychology Today, author Amy Morin listed seven scientifically proven benefits of daily gratitude. So we're going to go down that list. Okay, so Liz, would you start with number one? Number one is gratitude opens the door to more relationships. Not only does saying thank you constitute good manners, but showing appreciation can help you win new friends. According to a 2014 study published in uh, Emotion, the study found that thanking a new acquaintance makes them more likely to seek an ongoing relationship. So whether you thank a stranger for holding the door or send a thank you note to that colleague who helped you with a project, acknowledging other people's contributions can lead to new opportunities because you know being thankful in the small little things that people do shows that you appreciate what they did for you yeah exactly and obviously uh it it, it puts you in a good rapport right away with the person right number two gratitude improves physical health Grateful people experience fewer aches and pains and report feeling healthier than other people, according to a 2012 study published in Personality and Individual Differences. Not surprisingly, grateful people are also more likely to take care of their health. They exercise more often and are more likely to attend regular checkups, which is likely to contribute to further longevity. Absolutely. Number three. Gratitude improves psychological health. Gratitude reduces a multitude of toxic emotions from envy and resentment to frustration and regret. Robert Emmons, a leading gratitude researcher, has conducted multiple studies on the link between gratitude and well-being. His research confirms that gratitude effectively increases happiness and reduces depression. And I know for a fact, and I've done it many times, and sometimes, you know, there are situations that you go through that, you know, maybe are not to your liking. There's something that, you know, you're kind of starting to complain about. Well, you have to stop yourself, and that's where you have to try to see the other side of the glass half full and say, okay, how can I 
you know, show gratitude? How can I be positive in this situation? And you'll notice that by practicing that and getting rid of those negative thoughts and and changing them with positive thoughts of gratitude and, and thankfulness, you'll notice how you become more positive, how all of a sudden it doesn't feel like a dark cloud over your head. You're able to see the sunshine, you're able to move forward and that day goes by uh, in a blessing kind of way, right? And everybody around you is affected by their your feelings. So they're in a better state, in a better mood because of that as well. Yeah, and that uh, that third point rep- uh, reminds me of a book that I saw that, that is a Christian book that was published uh, with the title of Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And the author in that book argues that you cannot be a spiritually healthy Christian mm-hmm. if your emotions aren't healthy. Uh, actually, it's a book that when I read the uh, the synopsis, I was like, oh, I have to get that book because it seems really interesting because it kind of uh, it kind of does the same thing as we do here at Thriving on Purposes. It takes uh, personal growth and development with uh, spirituality and faith and merges both together to show how these two are. Uh, and I often like to say this that they're two wings of the same bird. You know, if you're going to be a, an impactful kingdom expander, I believe that you need to have a strong, strong faith and spirituality, but also that you need to be very much engaged in your own personal growth. Absolutely. The two go hand in hand. And like it says, it reduces depression. It helps you focus on the things that matter. And you become, you know, a conduit for God's, for the Holy Spirit to work in you. If you, you know, even if like if there's bitterness, there's resentment, you know, envy, you're jealous, you want, you know, what the other person has, like, how is God, how is the Holy Spirit supposed to work in a cruddy heart like that? There you go. You know, it's not, he can't bless you if that's your state of mind. No, it blocks us. And the Bible admonishes us if you, if you bring to the other your sacrifice and there you remember that you, uh, that you have a a grudge against your, your brother, go reconcile with your brother first, then go back and present your your sacrifice. That's the way to do things in a proper way. Which brings us to number four. Gratitude enhances empathy and reduces aggression. Grateful people are more likely to behave in a pro-social manner, even when others behave less kindly, according to a 2012 study by the University of Kentucky. Study participants who ranked higher on gratitude scales were less likely to retaliate against others even when given negative feedback. They experienced more sensitivity and empathy towards other people and a decreased desire to seek revenge. And that just makes sense. I mean, people who engage in thankfulness and gratitude on a daily basis are more joyful. It's, they're kind of harder to get mad. <laughs> Exactly. And you'll notice that those that are very joyful, always expressing good words, never talking bad about people, always grateful for everything, you'll notice how they attract all kinds of great blessings to them, to their lives. Which now brings us to number five, grateful people sleep better. Writing in a gratitude journal improves sleep. According to a 2011 study published in Applied Psychology, Health and Well-Being. Spend just 15 minutes jotting down a few grateful sentiments before bed and you may sleep better and longer. And that just makes sense, right? I mean, when we go to bed agitated, anxious, uh, unthankful, uh, bitter, obviously we're not going to have a great night's sleep. 
And I think this is important to do that because, you know, there's all kinds of little blessings, little things that, you know, God does for us during the day that we sometimes just take it for granted or we just don't acknowledge it or notice it as much. And I think that if we do that before we go to sleep and really jot it down, it makes us appreciate more and be more grateful and and uh, notice how many of those things happen in a day. So when you're going through the day, you don't realize how many times there's wonderful things that happen. But when you sit down and write them, then you realize, wow, you know, I'm so blessed. Like this and this and this and this and this happened today. Yeah. And it can be just little things. I mean, you don't have to be, it doesn't have to be a major shift or anything major happening in your life. You have to develop this on a great, uh, on a daily basis, being grateful for little mercies, little things, the little things of life. Exactly. So that brings us to number six, gratitude improves self-esteem. A 2014 study published in the Journal of Applied Sports Psychology found that gratitude increased athletes' self-esteem, an essential component to optimal performance. Other studies have shown that gratitude reduces social comparisons. Rather than becoming resentful toward people who have more money or better jobs, a major factor in reduced self-esteem, Grateful people are able to appreciate other people's accomplishments. Which is a big deal. Very big. Because it, not only is it good for you to be able to appreciate other people's uh, accomplishments, but it's also good for them and it helps you to make, make more friends. Obviously, when you're jealous or you're the green-eyed monster, uh, it's kind of hard to make friends when they kind of notice that you're jealous, right? Yeah, and you'll notice that people that don't have the uh, spirit of gratitude, they're always talking negative about their lives, negative about other people. You'll notice that those are the kind of people that are always talking negative about other people that have success or that have more money and better jobs. And then they wonder, why am I stuck in this rut? Why why doesn't anything good happen to me? Well, go. if you keep on you know, speaking those words that are negative towards your life, you're just making it, you're just reinforcing it and you're giving the devil a great playground to have fun and make bad things happen. Yeah. So you have to remember that. Like they used to say, you know, like our grandmothers used to say, if you can't say anything good, just don't say anything. Well, it's better to do that, right? Than to talk ill about yourself or about other people. So that's really uh, a really great point, how it improves your self-esteem and how you are able to appreciate other people's accomplishments because you're focused on seeing the good in people, seeing their uh, accomplishments, seeing your accomplishments, and you're not resentful. And Liz, I think also that uh, where it improves self-esteem is probably because when you, you have a, an attitude of gratitude, it probably takes away a scarcity mindset from your life. I mean, obviously, if you thank God for every little provision, every little thing that happens in your life that's good, it makes you see that there's all there's always a providence. There's always God always shows up to provide for you. You're focused on abundance and not on lack. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Number seven, and that's the final point. Gratitude increases mental strength. For years, research has shown gratitude not only reduces stress but it may also play a major role in overcoming trauma. A 2006 study published in Behavior Research and Therapy found that Vietnam War veterans with higher levels of gratitude experienced lower rates of post-traumatic stress disorder. 
A 2003 study published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology found that gratitude was a major contributor to resilience following the terrorist attacks on September 11. Recognizing all that you have to be thankful for, even during the worst times, fosters resilience. Isn't that interesting? And that reminds me of my grandmother. My grandmother died, she was 92, and she had a very long life, and she went through the war. Uh, she, we could really make an amazing drama movie on her life because it's crazy the things that she went through, being in camps and all kinds of things. And she was the most grateful person that I have ever met. I've never met someone more grateful than this woman. She could just wake up and be grateful for the sunshine yeah. and praise God and thank God for the birds and everything she saw. And every day she would practice that. And it was just part of who she was. And so she was the happiest, most joyful person. And she was not... Um, very she wasn't rich she wasn't you know she didn't have beautiful things and uh, all kinds of you know she 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 lived with very little but she was so grateful and happy because of who she was and because she practiced this regular regularly it was part of who she was and I, and I can attest to that her grandmother was a ray of sunshine I mean they, they, she she had the heart of a child she would appreciate a, a beautiful sunset or uh, uh, little flowers or a, a Kit Kat bar or a, I mean anything yeah. that that would bring slightest amount of joy to her life or a smile she was grateful for and people that have been through war understand what it is to live in lack and they understand what it is to not have freedom and all the things that come you know with war and I think that's why, you know, when she came to Canada, when she was here for the years that she was here, she was so grateful to live in a, in a country of abundance. And she just saw the freedom and the abundance that she had and was so grateful for that. And I think for those of us that live here, that are already used to that, we, we take that for granted. We don't see how that is such a blessing. And, and on the same token, because she had a, such gratitude, your grandmother, she was a resilient human being. She was. She, very... She's been through a very, very difficult times in her life. I mean, if you, if you would look at her, her life, just in basically the, the, from A to Z, there were many trials, many difficult circumstances, and she overcame all of them. And she could have been very embittered and very grouchy as an older, elderly person. And she was the complete opposite. You, you would never have guessed by looking at her that she had gone through all that. Right. So... Gratitude, it seems, is all good all of the time, right? Right. Well, yes and no. I want to address a possible pitfall of an attitude of gratitude because that's what we talked about at the beginning of this show, that there was a possible pitfall. And you might be thinking, what could this possibly be? I mean, what, what, could, what could possibly be wrong with having gratitude? Well, believe it or not, those who daily engage in conscious thanksgiving may be vulnerable to one of the most subtle, tricky, and deceitful tactics of the enemy, making us content and satisfied with average. That's an ugly word. That is a very ugly word. The thing I have observed in some people who are gung-ho with 
gratitude, they may become self-satisfied. And I have witnessed this. And self-satisfaction is the enemy of growth. There's a great quote that Liz found about uh, being satisfied. And I think it hits the nail on the head about what I'm saying right now. It's by Thomas Edison. Here's what he said. He said, show me a thoroughly satisfied man and I will show you a failure. Ouch! I know it sounds harsh, but yet weigh those words. Feel those words and think about them. It's absolutely true. Have you ever heard too much of a good thing isn't good for you? Well, this applies to gratitude. As human beings, we were created to grow to our fullest potential. And yet, if not careful, too much gratitude may lead one to too much contentment. And too much contentment may lead to idleness and stagnation and being average. This is why we titled this podcast, Always Be Grateful, but never be satisfied. If Satan had his way, he would make it so that no believer would seek more out of life. Whenever a believer seeks to be more, become more, or earn more, Satan comes and whispers in his ear, you should be satisfied with what you've got. Wanting more makes you greedy. Who do you think you are? If he had his way, he would keep us satisfied with a false humility based on acceptance of half our potential. Let me repeat that. This is important. If Satan had his way, he would keep us satisfied with a false humility based on the acceptance of half our potential. Remember, there is no glory in playing small. We should play to grow to, like Ephesians 4.13 says, mature to the full measure, the full measure, the full measure of the stature of Christ. Wonderful verse. Now, to do this, we need, on the one hand, to always give thanks. But on the other hand, we need to never be satisfied. We have to stay hungry to grow from glory to glory, like the scripture says. You cannot grow from glory to glory if you don't stay hungry. And uh, Elizabeth, I want to thank you because you found some really good quotes to, to, that goes along with this lesson, right? Uh, you want to you wanna share them with, the, uh, with our audience? Yes. Um, so Russell Westbrook said, I'm never satisfied. I'm always trying to get better and learn from my mistakes. Albert Hubbard said, the recipe for perpetual ignorance is be satisfied with your opinions and content with your knowledge. Oh, that's good. And you'll notice this is this really hits hard, but you'll notice that people that are just content with their state of living with everything, you know, that they have. And um, how should I say this? I know it, the Bible talks about being content, but what I mean is that they don't see the need to grow, to become more. They don't, you, you see they're, they're finding 
a way of being happy and being content with what they have and finding this sense of I'm being over spiritual because I'm so content with what I have yet these people do not add any value to anybody around them they cannot be bothered with anything else of acts of service or helping others out they just do their own thing nine to five job go to church and they think they're being the best Christian on the planet so I think you have to see the bigger picture you know it's not just about you know there's more there's more that's implied that God wants you to do with your life it's not just about carving out that little church time and you know reading your Bible for 10 minutes in the morning there's more to it God really wants you to be become the most that you can be you know reaching your fullest potential because you're a vessel and the Holy Spirit can use you to accomplish a lot of great things that are needed to be accomplished on this earth and so if you stop and you like like he said earlier the devil wants you to just stop and stay in this I'm content with everything I have I don't need more I don't want more I don't I don't need to do more for other people and I know a lot of Christians are like this I'm like, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you share your gift? You're good at this. You're good at that. Yeah. No, it's like too much work. Yeah. I'm happy with I'm the happy. way things I'm blessed. Are. I'm, I'm so blessed. Yeah, I'm so right. blessed. I'm happy. Well, you're selfish. I'm sorry. You're selfish <laughs> because you're not sharing your gift with the world. You're just sitting and saying, well, thanks God for this. And I'm blessed to have this. And I'm not going to share it with anybody because it's too much work, too much trouble. I don't want to grow. I'm not going to expand even more. Yeah. And, and see, that's the thing. What, which, what we're saying is those who feel like they have arrived. Here's the thing. There is no finish line. The finish line is when you die. That's the finish line. But when, we, when we're talking about growth, expansion, becoming more, earning more, doing more, there's no finish line. So don't feel, don't think that you have arrived. As believers, we are called to constantly grow into the full measure of the stature of Christ. Hey, are you there yet? Huh? Like little kids, are we there yet? Are we there yet? No, you'll never be there yet. Trust me, you'll never be there yet. There's always room for growth, okay? And this is why this is so important. You know, I work and I see a lot of people um, in my type of business that are Christians that stop growing because of this. Because they're like, well, I can't desire to have more because if I desire to have more, then I'm sinning. I, can't, I have to be content. Yeah. And, and I can't, you know, want more in my business and I can't, you know, I can't do more and, and get more money because that's evil like if i want these things i'm being evil in my nature i'm not being grateful i'm not being grateful yeah. for what he's given me and I, I i shouldn't want more and yes the answer is yes you should want more and the reason you should want to make more money is because you can impact more people See, if you, you think like this, it's because you don't think big enough and you don't have an enough big vision for what God wants you to do with your life. So that means you don't know your purpose yet and you don't have a vision of what God wants for your life. Because if you did, you would see that you need money to get there most of the time. In most, like 99% of the case, you need money to accomplish things yeah. for God. So the more money you make... And I'm not saying to be this money-hungry person. I'm no. just saying add value to people and work as if, 
you know, you have to always think I'm growing myself. I'm adding value to people on my team, to people I'm working with. And in return, whatever harvest God gives us, we will abundantly sow and reap. There you go. We will give to others and we will get and we will continue giving what we get. Exactly. You know, that's how you have to think. You're a conduit. Okay? Exactly. And I love that quote that you found by Jim Rohn. I think it crowns everything we're saying right now so well. This quote by Jim Rohn says this, Learn to be thankful for what you already have while you pursue all that you want. Now, isn't that profound? And isn't that a great summary? That quote. that quote is the perfect summary for this week's episode. This I'll repeat it for you guys. Learn to be thankful for what you already have while you pursue all that you want. That's the perfect balance of a kingdom expander which you should be, which I hope you are. And speaking of Jim Rohn, this week we're going to finish our podcast with a wonderful clip that talks about that last part that has to do with pursuing all that you want, growing into more, becoming more. He uh, gave a fantastic, Jim Rohn was a fantastic speaker, fantastic teacher, very profound and yet so simple to listen to. I loved this man very, very much. And he added so much value to my life. Listening to him, I grew so much. Uh, especially in the, in my, the beginning, uh, my, my first steps as an entrepreneur. Man, was he helpful for me. I mean, I loved him. And I think this clip we're going to share with you guys as we finish the podcast uh, is going to make you understand what we mean. But before we, uh, we play the clip, Liz, you want to end the podcast for our, our listeners this week? So thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope that you're going to share it with other believers that we know it's going to bless. And we wish you a happy Thanksgiving, whether you're in Canada or you'll be listening to this uh, when you're going to share, when you're going to celebrate your Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving from us. Yes, in the United States, it's going to be on the 28th of November. And we're thinking of you, our American friends, uh, and, and we know that hey, it's going to be available so you can listen to it then. But, uh, of course, we're Canadians, so we were thinking about our fellow Canadians as we uh, recorded this one. But, uh, so, never forget, always be thankful and never be satisfied. Be blessed. And thrive on. And don't forget to listen to this clip at the end. Earn the most you possibly can. Be the most you possibly can. And here's why. The essence of life is growth. The essence of life is growth, to do the best you can. And here's what's interesting. Humans are the only life form that will do less than they possibly can. Humans are the only life form that will settle for less. Every other life form except human beings strive to its maximum capacity. How tall will a tree grow? Approximately. As tall as it possibly can. You never heard of a tree growing half as high as it could. No, trees don't grow half. Trees send their roots down as deep as possible, stretch their limbs up as high as possible, produce every leaf possible and every fruit possible. As a matter of fact, you never heard of a human physically growing half. We keep growing until we're done. Now that's a part of life we can't control. It's genetically coded, and that's probably why we keep growing till we're done, because we can't control that part. It's the rest of our growing that we control. 
the growing of our minds, the expansion of our minds, that we can control. And that's what tends to get away from us. All life forms inherently strive to their max except human beings. Now, why wouldn't human beings strive to their maximum possibility? Here's why. Because we've been given the dignity of choice. It makes us different than alligators and trees and birds. The dignity of choice makes us different than all other life forms. And here's the choice. To become part of what we could be, enough to get by, or to become all that we can be. My best advice for you is to choose the all. Earn all you can. Make all the friends you can. Read as many books as you can. Develop as many skills as you can. See as much as possible. Do as much as possible. Make as much fortune as possible. Give as much of it away as possible. The max. There's no life like it. I'm telling you, once I got on track, I've never looked back. Pick up the challenge. Go for it. For more free resources and content, make sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com 